Hello. I don't know why you would think we would start on time, Jethro. I I don't know. I have no idea what I was expecting. I expect the stone of shame to be whomped at me. Nah, I'm a Hufflepuff. We don't do those things. <laughs> uh, this person on this old chat room I used to be involved with, Alt-MMPR, on Skynet for quite a while, there was a person by the alias of Dr. M.M. who would have the stone of shame trademark that she would want people with when they said particular something particularly silly. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, we'll whomp you then, figuratively. It, well... I can say this now because on the last podcast, I admitted that my first fandom was Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. It's very good. I finished up editing the Castle episode, by the way. I know that. And after you told me that last night, I was like, cool. And I went and I downloaded it. And I was like, wow, that downloaded really fast. I should tell Death Roll that it downloaded really fast. There's something wrong. Then I totally spaced it. So I said, all right, I'm going to listen to Castle tonight while I go to sleep. So I crawl in bed. I turn on Castle. I'm laying there. It jumps to something else. I'm like, that's weird. What? That's really weird. So I pull it up. I have seven minutes of it. Ah, so yeah. I was in the middle me, of uploading it. I was in the middle of mm-hmm. uploading it when I realized that I needed – it wasn't ready to upload yet. I still needed to pull the intro. So I canceled the download. Uh-huh. And I think you must have gone and grabbed it while I was in the middle of uploading it. Mm-hmm. And you only got what was uploaded to that point, And then I canceled it after that. So it deleted it from the server so there was no more for you to download. Right. Well, and it just, you know, it, that was it. So I was like, oh, man. So this morning I pulled it again to listen to today. Uh-huh. And... Dropped it in iTunes to see how long it was, and it still said seven minutes. And I was like, oh, this is bad. And I thought, yeah, let me check this again. So I, I did it a second time, and I dropped in the wrong one. So when I dropped it in the second time, it was the right one, and it was over an hour. I can't remember how long it was, but it was a longer version. So Yeah, it's, it's about two hours, a little over two hours. Yeah. And I added the intro with highlights from the first hour. I didn't go all the way through, but I felt that I grabbed sufficient quotes from the first hour to really get a feel for the episode. Um, it's weird. Hey, when Ryan's not involved, hey. we tend to be very on topic. Hey, hey Ray. Hey, I am Hi. so glad that you are here tonight. <laughs> I'm glad I'm here too, but I'm already worried. Uh, you guys have been cutting out a little bit on me, and I'm like, Uh-oh. oh no. <laughs> oh man, and there's only three of us here. That's, that's... I, Yeah, so we'll see how this goes, but I totally missed what Deathrow said his first fandom was, although I think it's Power Rangers. Very good. True. Very true. <laughs> I, I didn't hit, hear you say that. I just happened to know it. <laughs> I had hinted at it before. Only a few people really knew for sure. And then after the castle recording, we kept on yakking for another two and a half, three hours. And there was enough on-topic material in there that I'm able to produce an entire another episode of Poofo Exchange out of it. Wow. <laughs> It's two hours long. I'm calling it just a survey of stuff that's upcoming because we dabble a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit over here. We talk about canon as fanfic. We talk about specific fanfics. We talk about good fic, bad fic, other fandoms. It's all over the place. It's typical Puffwa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it's really good. I was well, cool. honestly surprised that I got two hours out of recording and I only had to cut like 45 minutes of 
stuff that shouldn't be aired. Mm-hmm. Talking so, about specific fics, like Cat's fic and whatnot. Yeah, but, you know, it's fun to be able to pull things like that together. I'm amazed. I'm so pleasantly surprised. And then I was going through... Uh, my folder structure, and I found about 40 minutes after the Dance with Dragons episode of myself and Aaron talking very specifically about his fic, and then Ryan jumped on the call and we yacked for a bit. And all in all, there was 20 minutes of usable conversation there, so I need to find somewhere to slip that in. Oh, that's cool. Ryan called me the other night out of the blue. I love getting phone calls from Ryan out of the blue. I'm like, oh, cool, Ryan wants to talk. (laughs) And then... It immediately cancels, and I look in my Skype thing, and it says, don't answer that. I'm like, you're calling me, and you don't want me to answer? What? <laughs> I'm trying a new app out. I'm like, ah, oh. I see how you are. I thought I was going to blame it on one of his cats. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Trish is ready. Okay. We'll throw Trish in and see if we... See if we lose me. <laughs> that would be very yeah. sad. Our, the internet selection here is terrible. I'm in the middle of nowhere. And we have um, an antenna on the roof, which I've never had before. And you can only get up to two megabytes of streaming. Wow. So thankfully no one else is home right now using stuff. We will really lose you. Yeah. Well, if it comes to it, there is another network I can try. But it seems like ours usually works the best. Mm-hmm. I love looking at the Skype window cause, because now that the, the chat is separate from the talk window, the talk window is huge, and I have this giant pair of lips just staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> funny. <laughs> they look like they're um, vib- they're, they're kind of like pulsing at you every time she talks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly, right, just, just like pretend that. I'm, yeah, pretend they're actually talking, I guess. <laughs> I'm reminded of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's astounding. Time is fleeting. Madness takes its toll. But listen closely. Not for very much longer. I've got to keep control. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah? This is funny. I have not Who seen that. It's painted red. Exactly. Okay, yeah. Trisha has obviously seen it. Sue and Ray, please yes. tell me you've seen the Rocky yes, Horror yes, Picture. Yes, yes, yes. But not I have not. A couple I years know ago. some of the characters. I nope. just saw that last right? year. Ray, you haven't? Nope. And I don't think I want to from what I've heard about. Oh, it. oh it's great. You have to see it. So do. <laughs> Tim Curry. If it were not for Tim Curry, this movie would not be the huge thing that it is. However, he is the star. It is an amazing, oh. amazing production. I've seen this. I've attended the showings of this all over the country. I've been here in Boston. I've been in Milwaukee. I've been in Providence, Rhode Island. I've been all over the place, seen Rocky Horror Picture Show. It is an amazing experience. Yeah, yeah Ray. I, if I didn't know, I'd have taken you. <laughs> Next time. Maybe. Yeah, I got the, I got the big V on my forehead. <laughs> yeah, see, that's, that's what I kind of want to avoid. I've heard of this stuff. See, I'm not completely, like, out of the loop. I just haven't seen it. I read about it in a fic once. <laughs> what fic was this? It wasn't was a this? Harry Potter fic. It was a okay. labyrinth. It was a labyrinth okay. fic. Uh, and right. actually, it was pretty hilarious because Jairus comes to visit Sarah, who's in college, and I guess they go to, like, it's like a weekly or monthly showing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they bring Jairus to it. He's never gone. 
Oh, no. And so they bring him up on stage, and I guess they actually auctioned him off, if that makes sense. <laughs> I'm just going to curl into a little ball and explode right now. <laughs> wow. Okay, so uh, it seems like a good time to mention this bottle of Barefoot Cabernet Sauvignon that I've been working on for three podcasts or four podcasts now. Mm-hmm. Ooh, do I need to get some wine out? Uh, probably. <laughs> We've been, yeah, it's drunk. I have been, (laughs) let me tell you, okay, it has been a very productive day. We put down a deposit on our venue for the reception. I saw that. Yay! Yay! It is the the historic Gore property, formerly the estate of Governor Gore here in Massachusetts. Apparently, big historical deal. I haven't had time to fully research it, but the grounds are fantabulous. There are sheep, goats, chickens, (laughs) and a llama on the farm side of it. And that was what sealed the deal right there. The llama? The llama. We love llamas. And I have this big thing about roosters. It's a really long story that I'm not going to tell right now. And... We have use okay, of. You're not allowed to come visit. <laughs> <laughs> you got a llama? Rooster. I have, have alpacas and I have a rooster. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jethro. That's fine. That. Uh, my thing. <laughs> Everyone has something they're, that they're into. Mm-hmm. My grandmother, it was cardinals. My mother, it was geese. For me, it's roosters, okay? Is it something about <laughs> birds? Apparently. Uh, Apparently, I don't know what it is, but everybody has something that they're into. My friend Shannon, it's ducks. You know, whatever it is. And Hey, I have a question that's not related to your topic, sorry. Okay. Um, it's been so long since I've podcasted. How does it get recorded? I'm recording <laughs> it. It's fine. Okay, thank you. <laughs> like, okay, do I still have audacity if I need it? Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> that's right, only because we recorded with Ray one time and then about an hour into it went, hey, Ray, are you recording yourself? Because um, nobody's recording you. Oops. Yeah. Uh, I think I recall that occasion. It's good times. Um, my parents came to visit this past weekend and we moved a lot of my more awkward and heavy equipment. My father's truck moved two sofas, a bookcase, uh, two dressers. It was quite exciting, actually. The coffee table went... Um, and I was waiting for more to, of that. The I'm coffee sorry. table went flying. The coffee have, table <laughs> went out of the truck. I just, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Down I've, the highway. Had, I've had three beers tonight already, and I'm just popping open the bottle of wine. Hello, oh, oh, something better. I was drinking actually Rotator IPA from the Vidmer Brothers. Mm-hmm. I don't Vidmer. know where they're out of. W I D M A. Widmer's in uh, Portland. It's in Portland. It's here. Yeah, they're German. They're Widmer. And they're American. Live in Portland. <laughs> it's having the Rotator IPA, and I've had three of them. It is quite tasty. Mm-hmm. Well, I, 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 I brought The people I know like them quite a bit. Mm. Mm. I need to decide. Do I finish my bottle of wine, which has been sitting on the fridge for a couple weeks now? <laughs> Do I just go to my edge. beer in the fridge? <laughs> meeny, meeny, money, mo. What'd you go for? Tisha? I know. I, I'm eating bratwurst, peas, and brown rice, and a cup of soy milk. No mics? 
Oh, I'm thinking about it, but I need some more food because I'll be passed out on 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 this podcast within like ten minutes. Otherwise, okay. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I I just did a five mile run, so I need. Oh jeez. Oh, well, I should tell you about my five mile run. I learned a lot of new stuff. I'm afraid. Okay. First of all, <laughs> it gets dark really, really freaking fast right now. <laughs> Uh, because it's like 75 here and it's sunny. It's beautiful. I'm like, oh, and um, our big brother took him out. And I'm like, okay, I'll go for a run. Well, it got really, really, really dark fast. I need a headlight for my mm-hmm. head when I go running. I have one of those. Yeah, I need one of those now. Those are funny. <laughs> then, um, since I've worn shorts for the first time, time not not um tights or anything, mm-hmm. Um. Can you say chafing? And ow. <laughs> yeah. In the short, and I'm like tugging out the shorts the whole entire time. I'm like, this freaking hurts. I need body glide or I'm going to be running in tight the whole entire year. And Aww. plus, everybody got blinded by my, um, Your legs. Blinded by, yeah, by my really white legs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my legs are always white. <laughs> The uh, it's so funny that you said that because the podcast that I'm editing right now, mm-hmm. uh, Madame Pomfrey noticed that Remus had a little chafing, and offered him a potion, and he's like, <laughs> totally embarrassed. Didn't you know? Don't don't even. Why were you looking down there? You know? Yeah, really. <laughs> so. All right, be right back. I'm gonna go find something to drink. All right. Should this be called drinking cast now? I think it should. After you know. P.S. in her, I feel myself getting drunk. Oh my god, I was never laughing so freaking hard during that podcast. I mean, during that podcast and listening to it. Oh, I know. It was, it was hysterical. It was lovely. <laughs> I got beer. Oh, goody. Hooray. I would, to, I would have to go outside downstairs to get the mics and come back. It'd take too long, so <laughs> I'll go drinkless. You wait till someone starts monologuing on something, and then you go. Yeah, it's just that I can't mute us. Oh, you can't mute? No. I can mute so you guys can't hear me, but I record everything. So it picks well, that, up me walking hmm. away. It picks up the door. It picks up... Yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> we'll yeah, make up a story silly. about what you're doing. <laughs> Sue is going outside downstairs, then outside again somehow. And I bet it involves mic, chickens. Come back in. Yeah, usually it does involve chickens. They've been locked up tonight. Hopefully they're all in. Can you text your mom and ask her to bring you one? They're working on Hobbs. They're making a Hobbs doll over there tonight. So Excellent. Yeah. If it's Hobbs from Calvin and Hobbs? Yes, because his name oh, is I, Calvin. Oh, I so oh, totally approve. really? That's amazing. Yeah. You want to see that it? is awesome. It's really cute. Let's see if I can find a first page. I love Calvin and Hobbs. I love their snowmen. Oh, yeah. Stuff. Happy Pie Day. Happy Pie. Happy oh, Pie yeah. Day. Yeah. Um, my engineer friend brought pie in. Nice. So I was like, yeah. Stuffed Hobbs with pattern. Oh, geez. I love Calvin and Hobbs. I have all the books. I don't have the big complete box set. But I have just about everything else. Mm-hmm. Dan's got a bunch of them too. So does my brother. He loves him, and that's why Calvin was named Calvin. It's my current icon on Facebook. It is. Oh right, Calvin. 
Happiness isn't good enough for me. I demand euphoria. <laughs> <laughs> I demand Actually, my toe to stop the hurt. I put that up to mock the Occupy movement. Let's, let's not go politics and unions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's start the the podcast, hey? Yeah. Except <laughs> I am gonna I'm gonna drag us off for just a minute because I I was on my way to the fic and stopped at Facebook to see my sister in law's uh, post. First VTD. I have no idea what that means. Softball game tomorrow. I practice with Brian. That would be my brother in the backyard. He laughed at me a lot and said he really wished he could be there to watch. I don't think he wants to watch and support, but maybe to see the train wreck. Either way, wish me luck. My boss told me try not to get hit in the face. That sounds like a good goal for tomorrow. Oh, dear. Oh, my. She'll probably do great. They just got a new puppy. It is the cutest little thing I've ever seen. It's a golden doodle. Oh, did you post a picture of that? Uh, I liked it. I I posted a picture in Poofa, yeah. Yeah. He's cute. That was a fun little whistling sound you just made, Ray. Are you doing oh. tea? Nope. It's like a train <laughs> whistle, actually. But yeah. Was it anything like P.S.'s tea kettle? Uh, a little bit, but not quite as bad. And okay. not nearly as constant. Hmm. I have no idea what it is because it is not on purpose. Okay. Well, we'll have to get it for later. That it's, sounded all right. It's like Trisha's muting on and off sound that we finally <laughs> she finally got to hear because she never gets to hear it. Yeah, that was kind of that is kind of freaking cool. It's a pretty cool sound, yeah. Where are we starting tonight? Is it chapter eight? I believe it's chapter seven. Which is, is that okay. in the memoriam? In memoriam. Is that okay. in memoriam? Wait, just scroll past it. Memories? No, in memoriam. It's. It's chapter seven on the thing, but it's chapter six if you look at the chapter title. Oh, Does that chapter, make sense? Chapter six. Yes. Scroll back, scroll back, scroll back. Because it's the prologue. In memoriam. Okay. Ooh, I thought we got two chapter seven, actually. We got two chapter seven. I don't think we did this part. We only went as far as he was talking to Harry. Because oh, didn't we sorry. talk about them not doing... Like, Tonic's not doing so well with the adjustment, but Remus doing better? Mm-hmm. No, we have not talked. No, have we talked about that? But I don't <laughs> only think... Only a week. I know. But I, I, I think we only went as far... All right, let me go back one. Oh, I we... know we talked about Chapter 5. I yeah. think we talked about Chapter 6. Chapter 6, and now we're going into Chapter 7. So we're starting Chapter 7. It depends on how you look at it. If you're looking at the chapters themselves... I need a drink. It's really chapter five <laughs> because you have to add in the prologue. If you're going to the drop down scroll so that you can pick out whatever chapter you want to start on. Well, I have no idea what I'm looking at because I downloaded the fic. Right. And what I'm looking at says seven colon memories. No, we want you, so want, okay. you want six in memoriam. Are in you memoriam. sure? I'm yes. reasonably sure. Okay. That's it. Because there is both, we're off the schedule title. at this point. Yeah, I know. Well, I fixed the schedule this morning. This afternoon. Oh, I, I haven't seen. Was, I have not I seen just, that. Yeah, when I got off for work today. Oh. We went through six. Because I'm looking four, at the end of six. Five. and I, It's looking. It, it's the Remus and Talks discussion. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm remembering that we covered that, although I, I could be wrong. If you think I'm wrong, I'm glad to discuss it again. 
All right, but in the morning. Okay, you're right. We're starting on the... I've got it wrong. Okay. So we need to start on... Seven memories. And then we see his perspective... Yeah. Can we introduce the, the story first before we really start going into it? Yeah, we need to do it all, but hang on just a minute. I'm trying oh, to, to hell find with it. that. We introduced the story last week. They know why we're here. Previously on Potterfic Weekly. Where would you like to start, Sue? Well, let's start at the beginning. That would be awesome. My resolutions for this Potterfic weekly season is not to snort. Welcome to Potterfic whatever. Oh, Scott. Did we, did we lose Scott? <laughs> okay, what did I miss? My Am I surrounded by Hufflepuffs? You yes, are. you are. Yes, you are. Apparently, <laughs> I'm Jen, and I don't know my alphabet. <laughs> no, she's the poster child for our podcast. Shit. <laughs> 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 I think I need more meds. My meds have kicked in, I can tell. Sure. (laughs) I think that's two. That could possibly be three. Moving right along. I felt like a rock star. Just really big knickers. Pants are your underpants. Not trousers. Waterpick Weekly, defining strange terms for your edification. (laughs) But I was planning on getting ravaged anytime soon. Really, honestly. <laughs> Saxon Snorkax, two of my favorite subjects. I love Snape. You are quite possibly clinically insane. In the nicest sense of the word, of course. <laughs> we'll always laugh before the end. I think we please where the story never ends. Welcome back to Potterfic Weekly. I'm Sue. I'm Trisha. I'm Deathrow. I'm Ray. Yay! We did that without <laughs> any preparation. I was waiting for her because she was the last one left. <laughs> and this is A Little More Time by Palace. Is that how we decided we were saying this? Palace, part two. Part we two. didn't get to these chapters last week because there's a lot to talk about. So we are... Starting on Chapter 7, Memories, and... Memories! (laughs) Here we go. And we're starting with Remus. You guys want to start this? Go ahead. You're just saying that because you don't know what to say. No, well, you guys had started saying something, and then I jumped in and started doing it again, and I thought, well, maybe I should... Well, I was just making sure that we were starting off in the correct place, because I didn't want to cover stuff we already covered last week, because there's a lot to get through in this fic. We started off with two episodes scheduled. We're already going to at least four. I know that, given the way we discuss. So, we're starting off with memories, and this is Remus in the portal, and... He's being yanked through time from the moment of the final battle in Hogwarts, the Hogwarts battle trademark, as it's always called in every fic, the final battle. Mm -hmm. And I get so tired of it being called the final battle. And Teddy has gone back in time. He's figured out a way to bend the field of passivity or whatever it is. It's a magical field that influences 
his behavior and tries to make him not want to change things. But he can because he's a metamorph magus. And he is pushed. He's broken the field. He has taken Remus's wand. He's cast a spell on Dalahav. And he's pulled his parents with him into the field and taken them back into the future with him. Cue the theme. They are very disoriented from being yanked out of time. And Tonks is not dealing with it so well. Her body is telling her that she just gave birth a few months ago. And she maybe intellectually might know that this is her son, but she's having a lot of trouble accepting it instinctually and biologically Mm -hmm. and based on what her body is telling her. Remus is dealing with it a bit more academically, a bit more realistically, a bit more detached, and he sees no reason to doubt the story that he's been told, and he's trying to cope with it as best he can. And as we start Chapter 7, Memories, we're seeing his memory of coming through the portal because he did not appear immediately with Tonks and with Teddy. He was delayed, and here we really find out why. Mm -hmm. He's been torn away from Dora because they were all holding hands, and now he's meeting up with James and Sirius and Lily, and they're telling him he shouldn't be there. Mm -hmm. You're not dead, really. This is not your time. Right. And, and then, apparently he's he is screaming because during all this he's in in excruciating pain because going through this in so many ways I think this is kind of this is what ripping part of your souls out and it kind of remind me of what you would think what Voldemort had to do to rip part of his soul to put him into these Horcruxes and stuff in so many ways his soul got ripped from his body. Mm-hmm. I think that's the perfect way to put it because. Yeah soul is detaching from his body. His body is moving forward in time. His soul is stopping, basically, to have a conversation with Harry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's because he got called from, he got called from the, he, he by the ring. And he was in the portal. He was subject to this summons and in the state of change that he's in. And he gets, his soul gets pulled away from his body. And because he's just the soul, he appears as dead to Harry as his parents and Sirius, who he knows are dead, so he doesn't distinguish. Right. Talk about perfect timing. <laughs> timing. As, as we travel timing. through time. Thank you, yes. Rick. This is why we have you on. <laughs> and, he, and the wolf is in his mind, and it's trying to get out. It wants to be free, but it's trapped, too. Mm-hmm. And he's just so... I mean, his soul's being ripped from his body... And he has to contend with the wolf inside, too. I mean, yeah, he's just, he's got to be just hurting so badly. Well, I mean, yeah, in so many ways, I mean, Remus is two people. He's like the Jekyll and Hyde, mm-hmm. almost, because he, he is the Remus that we all know and love. Hello, I'm a Lupin. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, I mean, he's also the wolf, too. Right. So there's, there's two beings in him. Now... I've read so much fic where Remus struggles against the wolf within that I couldn't help but wonder what would have happened if he had lost the struggle here. What would have happened to the wolf in the time portal? Yeah. In some ways, I was hoping the, time, the, the, 
the wolf, I would was hoping the wolf would have been just left behind. You'd be in the osmosis. And... I'm glad I'm not the only one to think that. <laughs> I thought yeah, that too. I did too. In fact, it's been, I haven't reread this. I read this when I put it on the list, but I haven't mm-hmm. reread it since. I mean, I okay. read the chapters for tonight. But I was thinking that he doesn't turn in the future. So I don't know if I'm not remembering it correctly or what. I've read it, I've read it a little more recently, and my impression was that we were n- not with the characters long enough for there to be a change. Okay. Yeah. I may be misremembering, but that's the impression that I get. After the initial scare with where he's off balance with when the moon phase is, they never really mention it again. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I think they would have made a pretty big deal if they figured out that the wolf is gone. Exactly. Yes. That, yeah. That's why I don't think anything happened. And I, they would have made a big deal of the wolf happening and them being pulled apart in this new well, time. And wow, 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 wow. I think of also, I mean, when I was hearing that something happened to Penny, and I guess it was, is it, that's in the further chapters, yes. correct? Yes, I'm thinking, the wolf caught her, the wolf caught her, I was hoping the wolf caught her. No, but yeah, I think we all had that same thought that the wolf kind of got ripped out too and and may not still be there, which would be a really interesting story. Yes, I was hoping it was going to go that direction. I was going to say that it would be a cure for lichen or whatnot. Lichen therapy? Lichen therapy. Thank you. Yeah, I can't say that. Throw them through the portal? Yeah, take them through the portal. Hope that someone calls them with the resurrection stone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that would be impossible because it's lost forever in the Forbidden Forest at coordinates six three four five. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, we can geocache it. It'll be fun. (laughs) That would be fun. (laughs) You know, I'm surprised they haven't seen more fix where someone goes and finds the resurrection stone. It happens in a few. It happens in Ferns. Which one? In the Teddy Teddy Lupin one. I need to get around to reading those. Me too. Um, And it seems like it happened in a different, in another one, but may not be. I know I read it once, and it was weird. There's like necromancy or something, and they go into different like (laughs) planes of hell or something. I I don't even remember what what that thing was. Inferno. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what it was. I love the Inferno. I should reread that. In Ferns, it's accidental. He just happens to be at the right place in the right time, and and it gets stuck. It gets stuck (laughs) to his hand, and um, and Harry realizes what's happened, and he goes back and hides it again. So Uh, it's not. It you know it comes up a little bit, but it doesn't really do too much, except that it lets Teddy get to see his father. And his mother, so it's really kind of cool. But in this one... He gets to see them and talk to them and interact with them and have them disapprove of what he's done. I think that's one of the things that really lets me accept this story and read it as though it's serious is because Remus and Nymphadora Tonks would not approve of of, of him doing this. They would definitely not approve. And the fact that the author writes that mm-hmm. makes the story so much more believable to me because I can believe that Teddy Lupin is who is a character that we know 
nothing about so the author can make him whatever they want to make him. I can believe that he comes up with this madcap scheme to pull his parrots forward in time. That doesn't bother me at all. And I really appreciate the characterization of Remus and Tonks because they don't approve of what he's done. And part of their adjustment is them struggling to deal with the fact that, yes, our son, who we love unconditionally, has done this thing that we really don't approve of. And he's grown up now. And how do we deal with him? How do we talk to him? What do we do? Do do we even have the right to discipline him? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're torn, too, because part of them is like, wow, this is really cool. We get a second chance. And part of them is like, oh, crap, what have you done? We need to go back. What you've mm-hmm. done is, you know, horribly wrong. This isn't right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and even Harry, when he, in the last podcast, when he finds out what Teddy's going to do, there's that moment of, oh, man, could this really work? No, no, no. Could I can't it? think that way. I have to go stop him. Mm-hmm. But he still has that moment. And he would do the same thing. He would have that moment. I think if Harry could have figured out how to do it and keep the timeline intact, he'd have done because it. That's the, that's the key to all of this. Teddy figured out how to make the timeline not change right. because everyone thinks mm-hmm. they're dead. Well, it was just some bodies. That's all it was. Just some bodies. If Harry could have figured out how to do this, if he had put the time and the thought into it as to figure out how to do this, he would have done it. Oh, yeah. And if he were confronted with this fact, he would have to cave because he knows it's true. Mm-hmm. If he could have done this and saved Sirius, he would have. The he trouble is other, pe- other people – he would have done it to save yeah. Draco Malfoy. Okay. It's true. He would have. He would have. And he, he wouldn't – he probably wouldn't do it to save Umbridge. But Draco, I don't think I'll so. You. Uh, that's where we yes. get to the oh, like underlying problem of the whole thing is now what? Everyone else is going to want to get their loved ones back too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great point to bring up. Right. Who are Remus and Tonks? Why are they so special that they get to be brought back? And I right. really like the dilemma that the ministry is placed in to say, oh my god, he did this. Yeah, they're really who they are. Oh fuck, what do we do now? Right, because we're going to have every Tom, Dick, and Harry standing on our front door going, I want to go back in the portal. I want to go in the portal. Mm-hmm. I want to go in the portal, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. How come they can be here and how come... Yeah. Uh, somebody needs to save Snape, come on. <laughs> Hello? Go on. Of course, I've read fix where that has been done. And who deserves it more? Honestly. Really? Yeah, the man. Frickin' rolling. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Ray, I'm glad to have you on the podcast. (laughs) Somebody's got to stick up for Snape. Yes, yes, yes. Have you been listening lately? (laughs) Whenever I'm on it. Well, and Trisha, Miss I Love Snape over there. Love Snape. Good man. (laughs) I may not be head of house anymore, but I'm still a Wisengamma representative, and no one is ever going to stop me from sticking up for Slytherin. Oh, and no one should. Amen. Ditto. <laughs> Look at this. It's a Hufflepuff Slytherin podcast. Wee! I'm a Slytherpuff. That's right. I think I'm We all know that here. Sue wants to be a Slytherin. 
And half the time <laughs> I'm a slither pop, so it works out. It works out. Okay, can we go back to the story? Yeah, let's go back to the story. We were discussing the story. Yeah, it was the wrong story, though. So we have <laughs> Remus coming back from the portal. Teddy's run Re- out to... Well, and Control. actually, the, he's Remus just remembering. Yeah, Remus has been having a nightmare. Remus he's screaming in his sleep. Nightmare. He's screaming in his dream. He wakes up, and Teddy pretty comes much tells, in. Yeah, and he I, pretty much tells them what's going on. Yeah, but it's dream about, and it was just kind of funny. You see, and you see, um, Teddy going. That wasn't a dream. He goes, "Yeah, Uncle Harry." He goes, "Harry told me this happened." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something mm-hmm. Harry told me. He said that when he went to face Voldemort in the Forbidden Forest, his parents, his godfather, and well, you mm-hmm. were with him in spirit, and he was very specific about this. And he asked about. Uh, Teddy had asked Harry about Tonks being in there, and he said no, that she wasn't there, right. which makes perfect sense to us from a canon perspective, from a Harry perspective. If we were reading this from Harry's perspective, we know that the only people that would be there would be James, Sirius, Remus, and Lily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Nobody those else. are the most important people to him. Right. Nobody else really makes sense. And mm-hmm. we're seeing this from Remus now, and we we sort of it's it seems a little odd to us that Tonks wasn't in there, but she's not as close to Harry, right? In, in terms of the canon, not saying fanfic, but <laughs> don't know well, if depending any on what fanfic you read, any yeah. Tonks listeners here. <laughs> and Teddy, you know, he's got a little uh, Harry in him. He's like, I'm sorry, it was my fault. And they no, he got to- he got a little loop of him in him. <laughs> yeah, well, Zach, that too. Not a, not a little Harry. He got a little looping in him. Well, but Harry's Which, always taking the blame for stuff too. True, he, but it's a running theme in mm-hmm. this fic. Oh yeah, yeah. So they talk about the squeezing feeling, and they decide that because she's metamorphosis, or since the other two are metamorphosis, how would you say two metamorphosis? Metamorph magi. <laughs> Thank you. That. They got easier <laughs> and Remus and I love Remus who lies without a qualm and says, "Oh, oh it didn't hurt that bad." He lies. I don't know if this is just me, but every time I've ever read, Remus seems able to lie like a bearskin rug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> precious. Whoa! What the hell was that noise? There was somebody saying precious. Oh, yeah. Okay. But it was like, (laughs) that's me. So. I heard precious. (laughs) Gollum. Yeah. Okay. Long for the fandom. They're talking about. I'm going to just talk over y'all. They're talking about the flashback that he saw. And, you know, then he's really unnerved because how could it happen? Was I really dead? Or, you know, not. I'm dead. Yeah, that's what because Teddy says. In, in in terms of religion, dead is when your soul separates from your body and ascends to heaven to be with whatever god you believe in. Mm-hmm. Okay, he didn't necessarily do that, but his soul was separated from his body. So near death. Right. I think that's about as close as you can get. Pretty much. And then Dora going after him is what pulled him back. So, 
And I love that they're talking about it. And he says, I'm not sure I like the idea that my spirit would be wandering without me. And she says, well, at least your spirit had the, the good sense to go and help Harry. I'd be worried about you roaming, roaming around in spirit at random. Whether it was real or a hallucination, you'd have gone on a storial trip to watch naked dancing girls. I'd have demanded a divorce. And he's like, well, why would I do that? I, you could turn into those naked dancing girls for me. You could be anything I want. And she jabs him with a fingernail. <laughs> Yeah, then it, then it's then it's funny. It's like they're like they forget that their son's there, and he tells them, "He goes, son's still in the room. Remember?" Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations! You can really call yourself a parent now because I think you just scarred our son for life. Yeah, because she pretty much corners she corners him and and say, "So, what kind of relationship do you have with Victoire?" And he's just like, "Oh my God, no, 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 no." This window catch business, is this something in offering or already done deal? And I mean, it's just, I mean. There are certain questions you never want to answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I I think I told my parents, uh, my my dad is a very overprotective father. Yes, I'm 35 years old. My dad still thinks I'm 12. That's the father's job. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm the I only know. male on the podcast. I'm going to stick up for men. That's their job. <laughs> well, I don't know what my dad asked me, but at one point in time, I go, "Yes, Dad, I use protection. It's called a Nuva ring." <laughs> and, he, and then he just kind of looked at me. He got this like scared look in his face, and he's like, "He goes, he goes, what is that?" And I proceed to tell him exactly what it was, and he's just like. <laughs> And I looked at it, I go, if you're not prepared for the answer, don't, don't ask, ask the question. question. <laughs> there are some things you're definitely happier not knowing, and as long as you ask your daughter just a general sort of question, are you being smart? Yes, Dad. Okay. <laughs> I don't need to know any more than that. Just yeah. tell me you're being smart, please. Yeah, I mean, it was it was just funny. My mom was like, I can't believe you told your dad that. I'm like, you asked the question? You should think about do I really want to know the answer? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're way off course. So there was a fic. <laughs> well, we're kind of talking about the fic. We're going on okay. to the next chapter. Yeah, it's either next chapter tra- 8 or chapter 9, depending on how you look at it. But Damage. It's called Damage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's not a virgin. <laughs> yes, I'm paying attention. <laughs> Remus is feeling fairly ridiculous because he's awakened... In the morning, he decides he's going to make breakfast because it's not even 6 a.m. yet. And he goes into the kitchen and nothing is where he left it. And he's having a tough time at it because he can't find the pots and pans. The cold cupboard, which I love. There's a cold cupboard, Mm -hmm. not a refrigerator. It's just a cupboard with a cold spell on it. I think that's a great idea. Makes a lot of sense. It does. That's very Mm wizard-esque. I do enjoy that. Yeah, it's so funny. They're just trying to... Be. Mm. Our son, Remus, the baby we held in our arms, he has a sex life! He's <laughs> old enough to have kids of his own! We're barely Well, it's gotta be a double whammy for her because she's still got milk. She's like, yeah. I should be feeding him! And he's out <laughs> <Got> there <milk. laughs> making a new baby. This is not uh, good. Uh, why did you have to go there? <laughs> 
that crosses over into the bad place. <laughs> I didn't say she was feeding him. No, 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 not, not you. Not you. Them. Probably Ray. I missed it. I was talking. What was said? She said dot milk. <laughs> oh, God, milk. <laughs> I missed that. That was good. Yeah, I like that, it. That was neat. It was them. It was them. <laughs> oh, dear. It was her. It was, it was her. It was your fellow Slytherin. It was someone other than Sue. It wasn't I couldn't me. Be, I was talking. I couldn't be I sure. I'm going to take a guess. And it was the sort of thing Ray would say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm very yep. proud of her. By the way, I'm the one who invited Ray to be on this podcast. <laughs> yes. That's what it says in our little chat thingy. That's how she invited you. Yeah. That's yeah. type thing. Death said he invited you to podcast yep. with us. Yeah, and then Susan, you're, you're welcome if you want. And she's talking about sh- she's too young to be a grandparent. They're too young to be grandparents. And Remus is like, well, technically I'm not. And she's like, you take that sentence any further and I'm going to beat you to death. And there's a bit of a pillow fight going on there. And yep. then he's, they're still talking about the, uh, Sorry. you know, he's not a baby anymore. And of course... She says, well, Bill's okay, but Fleur, she's not so bad these days, but she could be such a spoiled brat of a princess. And, and if someone's got that, got her hooks into my baby. He's not a baby anymore, Dora. I'll tear her liver out with my teeth and feed it to you on the next full moon. <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry, Oh, Ray. Ray, you've been oh. conquered by the Daleks. You are a Dalek. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, you know the word list. Exterminate. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, Ray, I'm dropping you and calling you back. No, this is way more fun. No, I can't understand a word she's saying. Where is she? She's at the bottom of my list. That's what's fun about it. Exterminate. It didn't even sound like exterminate. There. Talk. Oh my Yay, you're back. Much to Deathrill's disappointment, he liked you being a Dalek. I love it when people sound like Daleks. It's fun. Well, it gives me great material to just drop in at random points in other episodes that I edit. I have a whole collection of stuff from PS. Well, those are, yeah, easy to get. <laughs> So where were we? So he, they're kind of... I'll, I'll tear out her liver with my teeth and feed it to you next full moon. And he grabs her hands because she's, you know, talking with her hands. And he's like, Dora, he's not a baby anymore. I know it's tough, but you've got to accept that. And mm-hmm. she kind of lunges she at him. And his head hits the headboard of the bed with a crack. And he kind of shoves her away. And then... She has this terrible hurt in her eyes, and he feels bad. And, you know, it's not a good way to start your morning off. Well, I just love the the description here. The several months of enforced celibacy that had recently followed in the wake of last year's glorious renaissance in their love life were hammering ruthlessly at certain parts of Remus Anatomy, demanding that he shut the hell up, lie back, and think of England. <laughs> Bye.
Yes. You know, I totally missed that part of the line. <laughs> I wish I'd read that before. That's so funny, and it just it, it reminds me. I use the same terminology. This is so bad in second year when Harry was running at the barrier to get onto platform nine and three quarters. He just closed his eyes and thought of England. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you know, but Remus can't. He he's got to you know make sure everything's okay. He's worried about her because even though. Teddy's older. She still just had the baby, you know, Mm -hmm. and her body may not be ready for this yet and all of that. So, and of course, uh, I'm not going to comment at all in here because I have never been a woman. I have never given birth to a child. I don't know how she would be feeling in this instance. So I'll leave it to you women. Of which only Uh, one of us has had a baby. (laughs) Okay. So let's consult the expert. (laughs) Me. I'm trying to think. Remember that you asked the question, so be prepared for what I'm you might ready to hear. The answer, okay, right? what exactly was the question? The question, I think, was something in the nature of Tonks is feeling really horny. She throws herself at Remus. Is this sort of realistic for a woman who just who has just recently given birth and then yet been yanked twenty years in the future? How do you feel about oh, that? You're the closest yeah. thing we have to an expert because absence. No, the no. Yank you know what? No, exactly. Your hormones are so freaking out of balance. It is unreal. Because I can remember putting Ark to bed when he was first born and just watching him and making sure that he was breathing all night and then sitting down and sobbing my head off and then at the time my husband's be just going to him and just really can't do anything the what first six weeks after giving birth because you you need to heal down there anyhow because you have a size of a watermelon coming out of a hole the size of a lemon <laughs> but remember Tonks is a metamorph magus although that yeah. didn't really particularly help yeah, we I did mean, talk about helps. that in the last one, didn't we? That she could just like open up and reach in and just yank him out. I'm yeah, sure that's I mean, going to make it into the episode title somehow. <laughs> but I mean, no. But you, yeah, your hormones are so out of whack. I'm, I remember losing. I'm, I was losing hair like crazy. I mean, it would come out in chunks because your hormones are so crazy. And I remember just like being happy than sad being happy and sad. Yeah, your hormones are just whacked out. And plus then her not being able to breastfeed and she's able, and she has to. I mean, you you feel like that. I remember when Ark was two weeks old and I, I find it funny now, but at the time it was not funny at all. My milk came in and I and he wouldn't latch on. And he was um about two weeks um, it was like two in the morning. He was screaming and screaming and screaming. And I'm trying to feed him, and I can't do it because my milk's coming in, and he couldn't get any. And he was just screaming, and I just remember just putting him down and just seeing my shirt. I just, I was soaked, completely thrilled. I went through four shirts, front and back, and completely soaked them. And at the time, this is a warning sign of my husband not being a very good husband at the time going we're going to have to take him back to the hospital because we can't because we don't know what's going on and calling the doctor and the doctor saying you have two ounces of formula we're like yeah we do give it to him 
gave him two ounces of formula, and like he sucked it dry in like in two min like in five minutes or so, and passed out. At that time, I wanted to kill my child. I was looking at the pillow. It was in my hands, and I'm like, can I just smother him right now? <laughs> I wanted. I mean, I went from not extreme. I mean, I went from, oh my god, I'm a horrible parent. I want to kill him, and I love him to death, and I want to kill him. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's within a, in a two hours span period. So yeah. Okay. You're horrible. The, the other question yeah. is, would you be so horny that you'd want to jump him? Oh hell that, yes. That quickly, even though you weren't quite healed. Oh yeah, there, there was times. Yeah, I yeah I wanted to jump. Yeah, I wanted to jump. Because I mean, I wanted to feel sexy again. Because I just was so pregnant, and now I'm all, I was all. Now I don't have a baby inside me. And your belly's all flabby, and I kind of wanted to be a metamorphosis. You just wanted to feel sexy and beautiful again. And sometimes you just, if you could have a little sex, you could feel that again. So yeah, I can understand that. Ray, you and I should be taking notes on this. Eh, just, just helping me in my convictions of not having kids. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, and I love Remus because she's like jumped him, and Remus is like, "Dora, what are you doing?" And she's like, "Remus, it hasn't been that long, and besides, it's like riding a broomstick. <laughs> <laughs> you never uh, forget just, how." Which is so I just, wrong. I just love the little innuendo <laughs> there. Oh, <laughs> And he says, forgetting is not the issue, he informed her, rather proud of the level edge he instilled <laughs> into his tone. Remembering is, and I'm remembering the conversation we had in bed a couple of nights ago. The one where you said you hoped I didn't mind you feeling not ready to resume a physical relationship just yet, because you still felt a bit odd about it after giving birth to Teddy. So Remus is being the logical, rational one mm-hmm. when his wife is throwing herself at him. Yes, he is. I'm tired of this sort of Remus. Aw. <laughs> I'm tired of noble Remus. Don't worry, he's not always noble. No, he's not. I'm not you reading know what, the right fix. Think... Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, but it wasn't exactly a couple days ago, was it? <laughs> but... That's so disingenuous. That's so disingenuous. Because it was a couple of days ago Mm -hmm. for a couple of days ago for them. Yeah. She's reaching, she's justifying, Mm -hmm. she's horny. Yeah, she is. No, she wants to feel. She's not horny. She just wants to feel something different. She wants to feel sexy, despite the fact that she doesn't necessarily feel sexy. Mm Mm-hmm. And she wants to feel alive, and she wants to feel... She's confused. She doesn't know how she feels about being alive, being drugged into this time frame. And so she's trying to get something back that she knows. Something, you know. But she doesn't want to... She doesn't want... Her body's like... Like like she said, find the baby. Feed the baby. I mean, Mm -hmm. she can't. And... And that makes you feel anxious and stuff like that. And she just wants something tangible that she can control. And being able to, like, hey, look, I can turn him on. Hey, look what I can do to him. Look what I'm in control of. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. It, it, it's, it's perfect. Sorry to say, it's perfectly it is. logical. It's well, it's extremely well written and believable. And I can believe that of her because some people have control issues. And I'm one of them. And... I can understand how she could feel completely 
helpless in this situation, and she doesn't know what's going on, and it's all new. Everything has changed. But the one thing that hasn't changed is her body and what's, what it's telling her. And that would be enough to make anyone just a little crazy. And I think she, she comes across that way, and I think it's believable that she is that way. So I think it's, it's well-written on the part of Palace. Yeah. And, you know, and here we, and it goes again, poor Remus gets his head smacked into the headboard once again. And he, was this just not fun? No, (laughs) I have a headache just reading it. I know. For the second time in as many minutes, Remus felt his skull ricochet painfully off the headboard. It was just the reality check he needed. And he calls her (laughs) Nymphadora, which Which slows her down just a minute. Always gets a reaction. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's not the reaction she wants. You don't want me anymore, is that it? You don't find me attractive now? I've popped out your kid? You? And he's like, Dora, I'm going to beat you bloody. (laughs) No, no, no. Dora, continue that line of thought, and it'll be my turn to beat you to death. That's not what this is about, and you bloody well know it. Which makes me wonder, who had the other turn? Okay, well, they're having breakfast now. (laughs) I want to get magic cocoa swirl. Do you? Yeah, I think that sounds, like, awesome. What was the the one we read where um, they had the magic cereal? When you poured milk on it, they came alive and they, like, danced around on your spoon? (laughs) What was that? That's that crackle pop? No. I don't remember that one. Harry was with it, like finding Harry. Um, mm. It was one we did for the podcast. I'm sure of that. And yeah, he, they'd pour milk on the cereal and the, the, they'd come to life. And they, I think they were honestly, dragging. I can't see Weasley's eating cereal other than like oatmeal. Well, it, it's a kind of an oatmealish kind of a cereal. It it had uh-huh. it, they had oatmeal and then these things you sprinkled on top. Oh. If I'm remembering correctly. I don't know. Somebody, huh. somebody will have to tell us what, which one that was because, yeah, it was fun. It's stealing Harry. I'm <laughs> going to shake my head at on that one. Okay. We're way on course. We've jumped back to breakfast, which I already talked about a little bit, where nothing's, you know, where it belongs. And finally Teddy comes in and tells him where things are so he can make breakfast. And I love that there's not any, is it eggs? There's no eggs in the yep, house. Yeah, no eggs. That's because Teddy and Doro both can't stand them. That's just weird. Eggs are good. <laughs> it took me a while to like eggs. It took me a while to like them. I like them more now than I did when I was younger. Eggs are good. Especially my eggs. <laughs> From my chickens. Mine have cheese. Mine have cheese. Chickens! <laughs> I am so excited. The venue that we locked in today had chickens. (laughs) Several roosters. Good, you might get some crowing. (laughs) I guarantee that... There were chickens at the place my sister got married at. We're going to be a child-friendly wedding, so I guarantee all the children will find the chickens and the goats and the sheep fascinating. Oh yeah, always. (laughs) I have chicken sounds somewhere. I'll make sure they get put in here. Um, you can record the chicken sound live. What are you talking about? I did that. About? <laughs> That's what I did. I took the computer out to the chicken coop. My mother's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm recording. 
I took it out to the goat yard and I got Joe to talk and then I took it out to the chicken coop and, you know, of course they wouldn't talk when I wanted them to. And then I turned it off and then the damn rooster crowed. I'm like, jeez. But that's the first chicken sounds that I sent Ryan came from my chickens. All righty then. I love chickens. I I remembered. Now, hang on. I I have recalled the point that I lost track of earlier. So my parents came out to visit. They have learned about my fixation, if you will, about roosters and chickens. They got me a salt and pepper shaker. A rooster? A rooster. It's officially gone too far. (laughs) Okay, um, so any of you Pufuanians out there that are sending Death Roll a wedding gift, it needs to be chicken-themed. And preferably green. Green (laughs) is preferred. Sorry, Pufwa, we did not get this out before his wedding. But feel free to send him a gift anyway. My groomsmen are wearing green. Black tuxedo, green vest and tie. Uh Actually, sorry, silver vest, green tie. Ah. Nice. Had to work in the Slytherin. Yeah, you would. And your wife-to-be is a Ravenclaw or is she a Gryffindor? She's as smart as a Ravenclaw, but she's a Gryffindor. She has no concept of planning. (laughs) I'm not going there. Don't go, ooh, she'll admit this. Oh, I'm sure. Drag us back here on topic. Uh, they're having oh, breakfast. Can't have that. I know. Oh, Kelly's. Oh, Kelly's here. Great. That'll make things great. Drag us back on topic. Kelly's here. <laughs> yeah, it's like a drag us back on topic. No, it's good not. transition. Woo! Well, let's get through the end of this chapter, and we'll start around a new chapter. Oh, uh, if you must. So he wants. He doesn't want to go to work. He's decided that he doesn't want to go to work, but he can't call in sick. So. What should he do? And Tonks is like, just morph some spots in every half an hour or so, add more, and get just a little paler and maybe tinge yourself green, and pretty soon they'll send you home. That's just silly. <laughs> and the only thing you can think of is, like, she's done this before. Oh, yeah. Huh. This is the voice of Of course. Of experience. It's too perfect. I, I think it's and... funny that Remus cooks breakfast, but then burns the bacon and the tomatoes. Yeah, well. Why would you do like, that? Like he kind of acts like he's bacon. cooked before. Well, maybe he always burns the bacon burns and the tomatoes. Well, maybe he was distracted. I mean, you know, you got stuff on the stove, and all of a sudden people converge on the kitchen, and you turn around and talk to them, and before you know it, the pan's smoking. Yeah, it's easy. It happens. It does. All right, hang on to your hats, guys. Here comes Kelly. Cue the dramatic music. Hey, Kelly, we're a full house tonight. So it seems. Oh, she sounds Dalek to me. Uh oh. I was worried. She what? You sound like a Dalek. Okay. Just to Trisha, though. Oh, there. You're good there. You're okay. I'm so good, right? (laughs) Yep, yep. We've already had Ray the Dalek once today. La, 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 la. No, you're fine. I just. I just upgraded to this new Skype, and I have the thick uh, front and center, but in the corner, the top right corner, there's this little Skype window that shows who's talking at any given point in time. Right. That's this is new. I haven't, I haven't seen this before. Yeah, mine and 
just last time that we were podcasting, I was able to join a call automatically because I was already a part of the group. Mm-hmm. It was amazing, automatic technology. We didn't have to bug Ryan. So Skype yeah, mine's doing too. amazing Mine things. does that too. Skype, we love you. Except for that because I'm on a Mac, it's a little different for me. And so yeah, it's very different. When Scott would drop and he it, – it would dro- – drop him for us but he'd still be talking and still feel like he'd be on the call and I'd call him back and pretty soon he's on two calls and he'd be kept getting really confused <laughs> because he you know and then he'd hit the join call button and it wouldn't and it would call me but if I hit accept it would put him in a different window and it wouldn't put him with the group and yeah so it, it the technology's there but it doesn't always work the way you think it's gonna well it doesn't do it for anyone but it does it for Chrome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last time that I recorded was with you guys last week, but before that, it was recording Castle, and it was amazing. I was able to just click join call, and mm-hmm. Ryan wasn't involved. I just merged in, and we talked and talked and talked for hours and hours. And we're at the bottom of chapter. I can't well, remember. Eight, no, we're, we're starting nine. chapter nine Eight. through the looking glass, nine? whatever but, it's called, through the looking glass. We need to just, before we do that, because Teddy's run off to go Don't to work work. and get sick, but the very end of this chapter is, I think well, I was going to Remus, Remus tells Tonks not to worry, we'll be fine, everything's going to be fine, and then it says, the first real test of that statement comes an hour later, because Teddy comes bursting back out through the flu. And he's deathly pale, and Remus says, Teddy, Teddy's what's wrong? And he says, I think I just killed, I just got Penny Weasley killed. And mm-hmm. then we go. Cliffhanger ending. And yes. as I was commenting last episode, way too many cliffhanger endings. Mm-hmm. And then we go into chapter nine, or whatever, called Through the Looking Glass. And Teddy has reported to work. This is his end of coming back. This mm-hmm. is. I've noticed that the author operates in this mode. They'll stay with certain characters, and then another character who had previously left will come back, and there will be this line, and there's a cliffhanger, and the new chapter starts, and it's the character who came in previously in their day leading up to that moment where they go back and say, ah, I just got this person killed. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to find out what happened. So Teddy has gone to work. And he's intended to be early, but because he had breakfast with his parents, he just got caught up in that. And he didn't have time to go in early, set things right. I don't know what he thought he was going to do. Yeah, he because the portal clean up more or something. Yeah, clean up more. When it was the three of them all cleaning up in the portal room previously, I don't know what he thought he was going to do. But the portal is broken, and because he gets there on his normal time or maybe a little late, other people have discovered that the portal is acting weird and they're investigating. Yeah, he's... The portal had not righted itself overnight. Mm-hmm. And he says, well, I was here last night and something strange happened while I was using it, so I knew I had to come in. And so how are we going to say this? Rajesh? Rajesh? I can call him R. R? Rajesh. Rajesh? R. Rajesh, it's like the guy from um, Big Bang Theory. Okay, which I know because my Rajesh. brother just moved into town, but don't watch. So Rajesh, oh, Raj. you should. It's hilarious. 
Yeah. Rajesh um, or Raj. Raj? Raj. I like Raj. I can say that. Indian guy. Wants to know how He's it's strange. And mm-hmm. because they came in and found it playing up. It's humming and spitting out energy all over the place. And the hourglasses are all out of whack. And it's never done that before. And Penny and Dennis are in the quarter chamber with Edgar right now trying to figure it out. But we don't have any idea. And Teddy's yep. thinking, well, I morphed to break the passivity field so I could ground my dead parents out of the past. And although my dad got stuck for a while, they're both back. And I had breakfast with them this morning, which made me late. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, that's not going to work. So he did probably think he was nuts and send him home. Yeah. So he says, you know, I don't know what happened. I was using it just the way. And then my amulet started to shudder and it felt like it was squeezing me. So, of course, I got out. But not before this happened, and he holds up the amulet, and it's broken. And then I woke up late this morning because I was feeling crappy. And, yeah, Raj says, yeah, just here, give me that. I want to (laughs) see. But there's no way that should happen, says Bert. Right. Bert, the garrulous fellow, if I remember correctly, the one who gave Teddy the idea for this in the first place. Who? Bert um, Croker. was the one who actually charmed all the gemstones and picked them out, and he double, triple, no, quadruple checked them, so they can't have been worn out or anything like that. Wear and tear? Yeah. Nope. And Lucy's like, Teddy, don't take this the wrong way, but you look awful. Are you sure you should be here? And he's like, well, I can't wait well, until we get this sorted out. Since you pointed it out, I guess I feel awful, but no, I should be here, and it's Definitely reverse psychology. You make the other person think it's their idea mm-hmm. to make you do what you really want to do in the first place. So she gets him a cup of coffee and says that that cures all ills. And he grins and says, I thought it was chocolate that cured all ills, which is what we just well, said. I love, I love that Rose is wearing an expression more than a little reminiscent of Molly Weasley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no nonsense. Yeah. She's ready to feed you hot chocolate and chicken soup and caffeine if need be. Mm-hmm. So Raj goes in and lets Penny know about the amulet. And she comes in and says, I want to see you in my office. And he's like, uh-oh. And so he goes. Which, which anyone who is as guilty as he is would immediately feel because you interpret you know. everything. Mm-hmm. Even the most mm-hmm. casual, innocent expression as oh god they know oh god they know oh yeah he may think he's hiding That's casual it. but don't really mm-hmm. she says i need you to tell me exactly what happened and exactly so, what happened well that's a bad idea <laughs> so he tells the story that he's already told and she says that's it because teddy you remember what we talked about you morphing inside the portal and that we agreed it should be avoided and he's like of course and she says because it looks like this is what's happened. It looks like something morphed inside there. And I need you to tell How me. How the hell would they know? Because of the way that the portal reacts to it? I mean, they have seen that well, he's partially he it done it once before. She said, yeah. She says, Teddy, I've looked again. into what effects your morphing inside the portal could have. There's only one example of that. Mm-hmm. Because no. he sort of pushed the boundaries before. She has no other actual empirical evidence to study. She well, does. Also, we just don't he's find the only one that was there doing it. Right. This is true. 
he is the only one who could cause this sort of effect. And if she witnessed the same effect, naturally she would suspect that he had done something. Right. And plus he was the only one there. He was the last one to use too. Mm-hmm. I doubt the thing has a system register that logs the time of each. Well, he just admitted <laughs> that he was the last one to use it. Yeah, yeah. he was there the night before. My amulet broke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. If you're in her position, this all looks very all suspicious. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And, and just like Death said, you know, just the slightest thing in his his internal is like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, she knows. Maybe if I just tell her it was nothing, I was experimenting and nothing happened. And I'll yeah. just get a... That's a bad word to use, though. I was experimenting. What did you do? What yeah. did you do? And, I, you know, maybe I'll get fired, but then I can be home with mom and dad. And he's like, you know... And... I love how he's thinking in terms of a job. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, pin, and there's a rap on the door, and Dennis comes in and says, we fixed it. They think they fixed it, and they all go trooping in there. And, mm-hmm. you know, sh- he's got a bad feeling about the whole thing. A very bad feeling about uh, this. I don't think you should go in. And she looks at the two and well, says, this is, go ahead. This is instant karma, because he's thinking to himself, I lied to Harry. I lied to Victoire. Can I look Penny in the eye and lie to her as well? God's all I need to do is lie to Gran and I'll have the set. And he does. And he looks at her and he lies by omission. Mm-hmm. He tells her the truth. within a, He tells her certain truths from a certain point of view. And it comes back to bite him in the ass. It is literally instant karma. Because they come in and say, yes, we fixed it when they really haven't. And she decides she's going to go inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Raj is like, I don't think this is a good idea. And she says, is there anything else you can do? Is there any charm that you can use to fix it? And he says, no, but maybe if we let it sit there for a while and simmer, it might work. And she's like, no, I'm going to. It sounds like a reboot. It sounds like what? I guess. She needs to reboot. She should let it reboot. Mm -hmm. When in doubt, (laughs) let it reboot. I agree. That's That's one thing I really didn't understand is why the urge to go through it. Why was it so important to fix this right now and get it working right, right, right now? Why didn't she give it the proper equilibration time? Why didn't she let it sit and settle down and be 100% certain that it was okay? I found, so what I you're found, basically I saying is her. that they, they uh, have an unstable wormhole. Right. <laughs> Yes, they have an unstable wormhole. Why are they risking going through? I'm sorry, Tricia. I talked right over you. Say it again. That's all right. I found I found her being very cocky. It's like I I've worked on this. I've been doing this for all my life. Blah 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 blah. I found that it was just she was just being cocky. She was overconfident of everything. And I'm like, you're going to get yourself bitten in the ass with it, and, and she did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and. Edgar, he's trying. If it's still damaged and you go barreling in, health and safety are going to have my head if you get blown up. And she I said, love that he involves OSHA, that he just invokes OSHA. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't do any good, but he tries. And so I like the final um, bit of messing with Teddy where they're saying, oh, you've set a destination yet? Yeah, we're going to go last night and see what happened. And 
He had to be going, that oh, crap, oh, crap, oh, crap. Oh, yeah. He's like, oh, that, man, I'm toast. So, I have a really bad feeling about this. And I love that it's one of those things that Teddy never thought of. And did did we get a definition of what house he's in? Because he's we decided last week he's definitely not a Slytherin. Mm-hmm. He's most likely a Gryffindor for just I, charging in and I, not even thinking about the fact that they would use the portal think, to go back to last night and look and see what happened. I think this it's, one was considered. I think this one was considered. He's a Ravenclaw. It's as though he completely forgot about the surveillance cameras mm-hmm. or whatever. You know. <laughs> yeah. We've gone back he in time. He completely forgot the point of his whole job. We wasn't thinking about anything <laughs> but his parents. Yeah. They spend their time going and looking at what happened in their portal, and he completely forgot that they were going to go back, or that they could go back and look at what happened in the portal the night he was there messing with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Come on, smacking stuff in the forehead. Like, come on. Definitely not a Ravenclaw. <laughs> So utterly Gryffindor. So, and of course, Penny gets caught, and things, the hourglasses start to explode, and he yells Protego and protects himself and a couple other people that from the flying glass. Um, himself and Dennis. Dennis. Is it de- just Dennis? Um, yep. Edgar's successfully dived through the door, and uh-huh. Rajesh. Bert got shredded. Yeah. Rajesh. Raj is... Raj. Yeah, I'm going with Raj. That one's easier for me. Raj. Um, is in the office, apparently. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Penelope's spread eagle in the center of the broken glass with her amulets shattered and smoking, her body pockmarked with blisters of blood against skin that's utterly deathly pale, and she's motionless. And he's like, oh, my God, I've killed Penny. Yeah. And he has. Because this is all his fault. Of course. Yeah. And so... Such a martyr. They, uh, you know, and he's just standing there. Everybody else is... You, you can just hear the klaxon going off. You know, the alarm yep. bells. And, well, know, get a healer well, here. What I like here... <laughs> yep. And I like Dennis had rushed over to the bloodstained Bert, but he insisted the damage was super superfluous that it was nothing, that they should help Penny, that they had helped Penny. And I'm picturing the Black Knight from the Holy Grail. It's just a flesh wound! <laughs> just a flesh wound. <laughs> <laughs> just cut all over. It's okay. It'll heal in moments. No, no it's fine. It, it's all right. <laughs> see, see to Penny. She's much worse off. And she's and not he's breathing. Up. But the spell, the potions master's there, and he's dumping potions in after, one after another, and Using a charm to force air into her lungs and uh, Elijah Whistler, who has a very unique filing system. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, I'm surprised they don't well, I guess it is kind of like magical CPR here. He's you know, got the charm that massages her heart and he's got the potions to cure the shock and to revive someone and everything and she takes a breath. And then And Rose touches Teddy on the shoulder and says Teddy. Teddy, and Teddy is not having any part of it. He's just focused entirely on Penny. Mm-hmm. He's just amazed when she starts breathing again. Yeah. And then Percy whips in, pale and shaking. Teddy's used to the Percy the confident, Percy the efficient, Percy the bossy senior undersecretary to the Minister of Magic. 
Life, liked and respected if laughed at affectionately in private. He'd never seen this. I love that characterization, though. Frightened. I love that because he's so often portrayed as just pompous and no one likes him, but everyone grits their teeth and works with him. I like that they categorize him as they laugh at him affectionately, but people genuinely like him mm -hmm. because they recognize that he's trying to do a good job. And so often you see Percy vilified. I like to see this characterization here. Yes. So they get her on a stretcher and head her out. And Edgar's just shaking. Mm -hmm. And he says, okay, this section's closed. Oh, duh. Mm -hmm. Raj and Janice get to stay and everybody else needs to go home. And Nothing to see here. And Teddy says, okay, I go home. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Move along. Move on. And he, you know. Got what he wanted. Got to go home. It's all my fault. It's all my fault. It's all my fault. Dad, I think I may have just got Penny Weasley killed. Yep. So chapter 8 and chapter 9 just met up with each other. Mm -hmm. And we're into chapter, we 10. chapter 10. Consequences. Consequences. And here we got Tonk starting to become other people. Mm -hmm. I wonder how often she did that she in canon. <laughs> oh, yeah. So she's stuck her head in the fire and fire called to see how Penny is. And uh, wasn't she Teddy? Yeah. yeah, she was Teddy. Because he couldn't face her. He couldn't face anybody. He's still tearing himself mm -hmm. to pieces. As well he should but be. I, oh, yeah. I so, like, I mean, Tonk, I think Tonk's um, being an oar when, like, because you think of people like the police breaking bad news and everything like that. She did She did this right. And matter-of-factly, like, she's stable. She's kind of like in a coma. She could be in there for weeks, days, even months. I mean, she's not sugarcoating it, but she's, she's doing it tactfully. And mm -hmm. I think her being a or is, has prepared her for stuff like this. Right. And that's and they're in their surprise at that Molly's home and everything, but Molly's taking care of all the all of the grandkids mm -hmm. and and stuff. Yeah, and you know Teddy's just he's not handling things at all. And she says, "Thank you for calling. I just couldn't face." And she says, "Ah, no trouble. It's not after all. It's not after like all, I've it's never like I'm yeah disguised myself as a grown up. Go ahead. So talk to my old friend who looks." 20 years older than the last time I saw her yesterday about the health of a daughter <laughs> she hadn't even got when we last spoke before. It's all her day of life for me. Yeah. And then he goes into self-righteous pity. Mm -hmm. And you know what? And, and Dora just goes straight into, I mean, she just goes straight into what, oh my God, you're just like your freaking father mode. <laughs> and it's quite, it's quite, it's quite right. And I mean, and, and well, what she and what she says to, is to listen up and remember this. Relax. And the thing is, I mean, it's it's the whole Harry Potter. It's the whole Harry Potter theme of everything. It's your choices that you make, and if you make the choice, you can't live with. You should have thought it through and go. You know what? I don't have. I couldn't live with that. But you know what? Good or bad, we have to live with what we have. What we do. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And always your choice. Honestly. This reminds me very much of Fix, where Harry is the central character, and he gets this exact same lesson. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's it. And so she goes into lecture mode, and Remus says something about, you know, brace yourself, and it comes out that he's been spying on them. 
if he <laughs> has been watching them and going back into their past and watching their first kiss and watching them get married and, you know, almost being there for the what? night he was conceived, well, but, you know, well, wisely deciding that it, would not be a good idea. Yeah, well, what starts it is, well, I remember her slapping you quite firmly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, wait, what? Yeah. And that's, he that's a, you to, know what? In many ways, that's, a, that's unnerving. Thinking someone can mm-hmm. watch you and stuff like that. And especially in that such private moments, you think it's only between two people. Oh, yeah. Hey, Trish. Yeah. Trisha, move the microphone yeah. away from your mouth. Your pops are really bad. Like, You're making good points, but... You're you're being really puppy about it. Yeah, passionate. Okay, people. Passionate. Yeah, passionate. (laughs) Passionate. So, and he says, you know, Teddy's all of a sudden he realizes that uh, they're looking at him, you know, kind of strange, and he's like, "Oh, Merlin, I didn't think who'd want to be spied on by their son. I'm sorry, I've made such a mess out of everything." And Tonks is like, "Don't start again. This is what started this in the first place." lighten up but it's starting to pull her out of her funk too because now she's having to rescue him well she's getting to be a mom yeah and so he asked do you think i did the right thing when i rescued you and mom from the past do you think i did the right thing and now now the answer is no you know what in so many ways you don't want to hear this this goes back to what we were saying earlier don't ask the question if you're not prepared to hear the answer Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And no, they don't think he has done the right thing. Right. He's done it properly. We discussed that last episode. He's managed to make the timeline agree with what he has done, but it was not the right thing for him to do. Right. What gives him the right to do this? Mm-hmm. And Remus says, you know, I'm sorry, Teddy, but that's how I feel. And then he looks over at his mom and she says, I wouldn't have been as blunt, but yeah. I'm sorry, but I agree with your dad. We went into the battle knowing we might lose our lives, but we did it for you so that you would be safe and happy and free. And you've thrown it all away for us. And, you know, how are we going to feel if you get sent to Azkaban? I mean, that's the bottom line. We, you know, we did this to protect you. And it feels like you have, you know, that you doing this is making it back. I've destroyed your, your future because I left you behind. And, you know, Teddy says, well, that's pretty much what Harry said you'd think, too. I guess I knew. It was just nice to pretend for a while. And then Dora gets a hold of him and says, you listen to me. I meant what I said earlier, Teddy, and I will not let you sit there and tell yourself that just because we don't approve and that we hate this, that we don't really love you or some such rubbish, because that's not true. And off she goes, and she even threatens to put him over her knee and spank him. <laughs> and they pretty much, you know, they're going to have to just make the best of this situation because they really can't go back now. There's already bodies. So, you know, what are we going to do? And the portal's broken. So this is it. Remus is thinking how much he loves Tonks. And he says, he was wrong to save me, perhaps. But how can I begrudge him giving her another chance to live? And, yeah. And, so- and you know what? And then they talk about their options. Of what what can they do? What are they going to do with this? Are they going to take Dora can morph herself? Is 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 um Remus going to take Polyjuice potions for the rest of his life? So 
so they can go in society as other people. Mm-hmm. Or, or just they to, can, you know, you can just go substitute at uh, smelting. Smelting. <laughs> 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 or, or, or they can, they, they will never leave the house again. They will stay in the house. They'll be invalid. I mean, they saw what happened to Sirius and they know they can't do it either. Right. I just moved so to Australia. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah they said the same thing, but then, I mean, he brought he brought him back to to be there with him. If you move, if they move to Australia, they'll never see him. And is he willing? The thing is, if they do that, and he moves with them, I mean, he he loses everything. I mean, yes, he wins his parents, but he loses all the Weasleys. He loses Harry. He loses all his friends. Yeah, he loses Victoire. So and his grandmother, you know. Yeah, and you know what? And she lost everything. He is well, or she's his life, or whatever, or vice versa. All mm-hmm. they've had each other. Right. And then there's option four. We tell the truth and face the consequences. And Teddy's appalled with that one. You know, they don't understand. They'll reverse it. They'll send you back to die or something stupid. And they'll lock me up in Azkaban and throw away the key. Do you want that to happen? You know. So they figure out who in the world do they want. Who who can they tell first that can mm-hmm. protect them? Harry, the chosen one. He's almost godlike of the real world, head of the oars. You know what? It's his godson. You know what? And he loves Remus and Tonkin's just probably as just as much as, as Teddy does. So right. you know what? He's going to be on their side. He's the first one. One could even tell. argue that he loves them more because he knows them personally. Mm-hmm. Well, right. I think he. I think Harry would be incensed at Teddy. Oh, yeah. I mean, he. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's going to be mad as hell. Here are two people that Harry has grieved about for 20 years that, you know, basically died helping him. And and to have someone say, oh, yeah, well, I fixed that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would be pissed. Oh, yeah. And, and lied already, to you about it. Yeah, <laughs> lied to him about it. That's the thing. And swore that he wouldn't do it. Of course, he swore On his parents' fact. grave, though. Yeah, yeah, I already did it, so it doesn't matter. But... That he would not now or in the future. Yeah, not in the <laughs> past. Yeah. And while well, they're trying to figure all this out, somebody comes by flu. Quick, hide! In true Tonks fashion, you cannot do that to Tonks. Of course, she fell. And oh. she's in. She sprawled out on the floor with her legs tied up in whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And hard rug. And Remus was, sm- was smart enough to disillusion himself. And guess who steps out? It would be the girlfriend. Yeah. And we changed chapters, and now we're going to go in from her point of view. Yes. Good call. Here again. And now Victoire. <laughs> this thing opens slower every Death? time I click it. Death Roll, do you, are you there? He was making some funny sounds while Kelly was talking. Maybe he had to go somewhere. He'll be back in a second. No, oh, I'm here. I'm just on mute because I'm eating cornbread. Well, that's not crunchy. Uh, not crunchy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm sorry. Like a <laughs> it's left over from dinner. Popcorn or something. Mm-hmm. That's cool. We're just we're just giving you a bad time. Oh, I know. So Vicky's Vicky's feeling terrible. <laughs> Victoire is feeling yeah. terrible. Yeah, I was gonna say Vicky is not in this story. Yeah, I like Vicky. I can say that one too. And uh, <laughs> she's moping around, you know, feeling bad for Aunt Penny and Uncle. Percy and all their kids and Elizabeth bawling out her eyes and you know all of this stuff and Randy Molly 
And of course, the burrow's in chaos because, you know, when is it not? <laughs> I was going to say, that's normal. When, you know. So true. People are arriving here and there. Ginny shows up on a broom. Kids in tow. Kids in tow. Yeah. And she says, oh, that <laughs> reminds me. When are you going to see Teddy next? I wanna, We wanted to invite him and you for dinner when Harry gets back. So <laughs> this is... I just found Jenny to be so not. She's like, I'm not worried about Penny. Are you going to come for dinner? Yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. It does kind of seem that way. And that's when Victoire starts thinking about Teddy. Because Teddy came to see her the night before, and she pretty much thrown herself at him. And he said, nope, can't do it. We're not spending the night. You know. So now she's thinking that he wanted to get away from her as quickly as possible. And... You know, maybe there's something else going on and, the, you know, the little brain worms are sneaking in there and making her think Oh, bad no, thoughts. no. It's being a girl. Yeah. Damn those brain girl worms. Bra- <laughs> no, it's girl brain. Girl brain acts up every Yeah, it's the worms that make the girl brain crazy. There you go. Um, yeah. Excuse me. Yes. Thou art outnumbered. <laughs> yeah. I also happen to be correct. <laughs> no. He is correct. <laughs> uh oh, we're dollicking. I'm sorry, girls, but not everything revolves around you. No. Most oh, things. I didn't say that. But not all things. I never said that. But that's what you're implying. Right? It, and it, at the time of the year that we're at right now, everything revolves around brackets. <laughs> brackets? Well, I'm too smart. Oh, okay. The Daleks have a sporting tournament going on. Yeah. Oh, apparently. Razorback. Exterminate. (laughs) Emergency. You know what? I couldn't find the exterminate one. I looked for it the other day. I can't find it. I found emergency, but I can't find exterminate. I've got Rena saying a whole bunch of words if you want them. Okay. I might need them. So there was a fit. Yes, there was a fit. We were discussing it. You remind me of Itai. I don't know what this is. Focus, (laughs) focus. All right. So is all wound up, goes through the fire, and she's a pair of legs. (gasps) Girly legs. (laughs) And very nice. And nice legs, too. Mm-hmm. Nice oh, great! Legs. She's about Long to. Nice she's legs. about to be jealous I'm... of her future mother-in-law, Goody, <laughs> or her future <laughs> grandmother-in-law. Yeah, <laughs> it's just not right. Is this just stereotypical teenage girl? No, this is a girl. No, being a girl. Every girl sure. does this at some. Point I think life. it's under the circumstances. Yeah, she's under stress too. They're all under stress. But she's pissed. She's gone straight for the wrong conclusion. Go ahead. Well, of course they go for the wrong conclusion, because that's what makes the most entertaining writing. Mm -hmm. I know. I have to say, you know what? Tonks said this. All I wanted to say is, you're a bitch. (laughs) 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 Like, my God, you're a bitch. (laughs) Uh, so yeah. the black came out there. Victoire's like, I came to see if you were all right. Grandma Molly wanted me to I can't do this this wrong accent completely. I came to see if you were all right. 
Granny Molly wanted me to bring you over to the burrows because we didn't want you to be alone. But as I can see, you're not. So, Teddy, <laughs> who exactly is that? <laughs> Teddy's like, uh, I like it. Uh, <laughs> it's my blow-up doll. Go there. I'm sorry. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> it's my mistake that I transfigured into a girl. Oh, no. Don't go there. No, no. Sandy, oh. come back. Oh. Uh, Look what you started. And Andromeda um. Tonks stands up. And Victoria's just like, um, she doesn't quite look like she did the last time I saw her. And I've never seen her dressed like this before. And she kind of <laughs> looks at Teddy and she's like, uh, I'm sorry, I, I didn't recognize you, Mrs. Donks. Uh, 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 and, you know, and I loved Dora because she's like, well, of course I wouldn't travel in my good clothes. These are my traveling clothes. They're supposed to get all mucky. And it also explains why she's all irritated because she's had to do, you know, several flus and traveling just makes her grouchy. Cranky. Cranky. Oh, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, she is such a bitch that, you know what, Remus <laughs> pinches her and she goes, ow, bloody. Even Remus <laughs> calls her a bitch. <laughs> so he, he says, Gran, I, I know how tiring long flu journeys are. Why don't you go upstairs and get some rest? <laughs> and Big Joe's like, uh, how about some medicine? I think you need to be medicated. <laughs> <laughs> Dropping the clip here of Sue saying, I think my meds have kicked in. <laughs> <laughs> my meds have kicked in, I can tell. And uh, he tells her, you know, he tells Victoire, go back to Molly's. I'll be there as soon as I get Grand settled. <laughs> and she says, well, it's chaos over there. And he's like, yeah, chaos sounds a whole lot better right now. <laughs> yeah. He's probably, he's probably looking at his mom and he's like, Mom, please stop. I mean, he's probably begging her with her eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... And then this is where they find out that Teddy's in Brazil because they've decided they're going to go tell Harry about what's going on. You mean Harry's in Brazil, not Teddy in Brazil. Yeah, Harry's in Brazil. They've decided okay. they're going to tell him, and now they can't because he's not there. And then that's when uh, Victoire remembers to invite him to dinner, tell them that he's been invited to dinner at Harry and Ginny's house. So... Yeah. And he apologizes for Gran. She's she's in such a bad mood. I'll sedate her if oh, I have to. Oh, that crazy old lady. <laughs> that bitch. <laughs> uh, it's uh-huh. so true. Well, this sort of just blaming the crazy old lady really echoes something that I was discussing with Catherine the other day. And in looking at various venues, saying the bride wants this, the bride wants that. How much of the reputation of the bride is actually due to the bride being bridezilla? And how much is attributed to other people using the bride as a scapegoat Mm -hmm. and throwing her under the bus and saying the bride wants this, the bride wants that? Yeah. I think it depends on the bride. Mm You ever watch some of those TV shows where it's like about wedding dresses or just weddings or whatever? I think there was even a Bridezilla show. Mm-hmm. Some of these chicks are yeah. crazy. Oh, yeah. 
But I think a lot I've of times watched. they get thrown under the bus too. I mean, I do that with my boss. If there's something <laughs> that I have to tell a parent that I don't really want to say or I know that they're not going to like, I totally go, well, you know, the school, the boss says that you have to do it this way or the school rules are, mm-hmm. you know, you have to do it this way. And it's, you know, it's not coming from me. They're higher ups. They're they're the ones that are making us do this. It's the man. It's the always messenger. the man. Mm-hmm. Don't shoot the, the messenger. Yeah. Damn the man. But Victoria redeems herself and talks his eyes when she's like, it was an accident. No one's going to blame you. And she smiles against his cheeks. I love you, dearly puke. <laughs> kind of lovey-dovey <laughs> shit. <laughs> but she know but she knows him mm-hmm. about the things and and Tong sees this, and she's like, "Okay, maybe she's not as bad as she was, right <laughs> and so then we jump to Tonks, and she is having a fit at Remus because she's got a bruise the size of a melon coming up on her thigh. Why the hell did you kick me so hard? <laughs> and uh, yeah, well, you know, what did is, you think uh, you were doing? You were being rude to her. You know what drama. No, Remus. Like she that. was. She wasn't being rude. She was being a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that is the word of this mind. chapter. Okay. That's seriously what it is. Because I'm honestly being reminded of the time when PS's word of the day was whore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. Apparently, <laughs> your word of the day is bitch. bitch. Yes. I think the title of this episode is going to be bitch, 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 bitch. <laughs> No, it's just the title of this chapter. Okay. <laughs> and uh, she's all upset with Remus and, you know, that that you know girl, that is, hussy. Right? What? I'm sorry. It's the horm- it's, it's hormones. Oh, yeah. And that's exactly yeah, what that's God damn hormones. It's, 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 yeah. it's post, postpartum all over the freaking place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We, we already well, talked about that. Teddy is like. Not exactly the ideal girlfriend meets mother scenario. <laughs> Why couldn't mom just have been nice? What is the problem? I like that. Like, uh, those looks she was giving me just made me annoyed. And I'm sorry, but all I could do was thinking how she was <laughs> her stuck up French lips all over my baby. My little yeah, but baby. They're, they're, they're not. Jeez. Oh, she needs to meet Floor so she can get over her, oh my God, she's a stuck up little bitch thing. Because mm-hmm. she's not. Yeah. No, she's not. <laughs> no. Wait, and how is meeting Floor going to convince her of this? Well, because oh, well, she you know, somebody that... else... Yeah, go ahead. Somebody else to sit on her. <laughs> yeah. Well, she needs to get this hormones on, under control. Mm-hmm. I mean, the poor woman. Mm-hmm. Well, she's remembering Floor when Floor was like, what, 20, 19? Yeah. Driving Molly yeah. crazy she's for the wedding. I mean, that's all she remembers. Flem. Flem. That's exactly yeah. why I was. Flem. She's yeah. remembering Flem. 20 years of Flem. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, I mean, she finally fesses up to... Um, she fesses up to Teddy what's going on with her, the hormones and how she's mourning and everything like that. And that guy almost puts him back in guilt trip, but she stops him. And right. she says, I, ironically, it's a pure blood family size. It's, she needs, she, what she tells him, she goes, I need my mom. 
because she knows. Because on the black side, they didn't breastfeed their babies. They dried up their milk and they shipped them off to someone else kind mm-hmm. of thing. It's very and gauche. Unlike her. Oh, yeah. Send them yeah. off to the wet nurse. I mean, mm-hmm. and her mom didn't do that. So she thinks she got the recipe there. So she's, until she can talk to her mom, she goes, I'm the thing. She's going to try other things that she can try. Right. That sounds funny calling it a recipe, but I guess that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, let's be a potion. Well, there's. Sort. Well, I, I mean, we. The, recipe for the for potion. Women who decide not. There's sometimes there's women that decide not to breastfeed. They, I mean, there there's a pill that helps helps dry you up. Mm-hmm. So they finally do a little talk and they calm down a bit, and so he, and he goes to the and he goes to the burrow. Yes. And that brings us into the next chapter. It does. And I think this is our last chapter for tonight because I'm going with... What did we set for the limit for tonight? Because the first episode we were supposed to do 1 to 13. And right. depending so, on what we call 13, this says chapter 12, Rhythms. Right, but it's, it's really which, chapter 13. Based on, how we ended off the, based on how we ended the last chapter off just seems sort of wrong. <laughs> just a little. It's a my great question. My mother's been down to start the laundry in the room below me, and the dryer keeps kicking on. It it goes a certain point, and then it you know buzzes and says it's done, and then after a few minutes it kicks back on. Every time it does that, my lights go off, and I keep thinking I'm losing <laughs> power, so I just freak it out here. So far, we're good. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> Yeah, they, I mean, they just flash. It's not a horrible thing, but it keeps freaking me out. But anyhow, to bring us back, this will be our last chapter for tonight. Okay. And it began that afternoon. Mm-hmm. And Remus is starting to feel strange. He doesn't know why he feels strange, but he's just feeling... Not feeling off. good. Yeah, and... Dora's trying to get the potion she's brewing to fully mature, and so they've, uh, he's asked Teddy, Remus has asked Teddy if he'll show him the changes that they've made to the house. And so they're wandering around the house looking at different things. This is where we keep the silverware, this is where I keep the dishes. Mm-hmm. But Remus has just got this growing feeling that something's not right, and he can't mm-hmm. quite put his finger on it yet. And uh, he's, you know, going through the different things. Well, maybe it's just adrenaline from the battle. Or maybe it's something because of the portal. And he's still, you know, trying to think of things when he notices his father's old desk. And that's when the memory comes. Because his father kept... Go ahead. Oh, no. What is that thing called? Is it a lunoscope? Lunoscope. Lunoscope sounds right. So that he would always know when the full moon was. And that's when it hits him. Because the full moon was coming up during the battle. And now right. things have changed. And he doesn't know. His his body's anticipating that there's going to be a full moon. But he doesn't know if that's going to actually happen. And it's, so, almost going same, it's going through almost like the same thing as Tonks. It's some kind of... I mean, it's just their system is completely out of whack of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his hormones are out of whack, too. Mm-hmm. I, I, have a, I had a problem with this part because I understand that that I would assume 
that since Teddy was a child of a werewolf, that somebody, ministry, Hogwarts, Harry, somebody would have said, this may be a problem, Bill, this may be a problem, you'll like your stakes rare kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And for him to say, oh, well, I've never even thought about it. His father was a werewolf. Of course he would have had to think about it. I just have a problem I think with, with him. Thought about it. It was too blasé yeah. about it. I'm sorry. My, my I don't know. I think I disagree with you. I, I think I disagree with you because, you know what, he didn't live with Remus. And when he was little, most likely, they made they probably kept a very good eye on him to see if he had any ten, um, werewolf tendencies. Mm-hmm. I understand that. They, I, mean, I understand once became, that. Once but, became, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, even if, even if you're, you would have some interest in finding out what your parents did or had to go through yeah. or whatnot. I mean, it's kind of like being an adopted child, you know, Native American or African American. You're going to want to know what your, what your ancestors went through, even if they're not there. And for him to say, I had no interest in this, and it just, just, it was not, it didn't, it didn't feel right. I can understand. Again, my opinion. Mm -hmm. Go, Ray. I didn't read it as he didn't care about it so much as he didn't have to think about it. Right. He probably, on occasion, maybe wondered, probably looked up information, but he didn't have to live with month in and month out knowing when the full moon was going to be. Right. Well, I don't have to know. I don't have to live month in and month out knowing when the full moon is, but I kind of know when it is. <laughs> you know? And and being somebody who 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 works with time for a living, that's part of time. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how we judge time is in a month, and a month is set by a lunar cycle, you know, or was set by a lunar cycle. I mean, it, it just didn't it just didn't compute. Sorry. But it does give Remus this wonderful line because he says, you know, I'm sorry, Dad, I've never had to keep track. And Remus is like, Remus smiles. He hadn't had to keep track. Given all the fears Uh he'd had about his baby son and the condition, how his condition might affect the boy's life. The news that Teddy had no idea when the full moon was because he'd never had to keep track of it was a blessing to him. And I think that's the main reason that's in here, is to give Remus yeah. a mm-hmm. And I liked it a lot, mm-hmm. because you know Remus as a character, that is something he would worry about. Is my son going to have my disease, my curse? Oh, yeah. Because that's just the sort of Remus, that's his sort of a character. I say that sort of Remus, but that is Remus. <laughs> right. That's something he worries about. That's something that we expect to see whenever he's written. And when he's not written that way with concern for other people and concern for his lycanthropy, we question the characterization, honestly. And we wonder if the author really has him right. I think Pallas really does have Remus right because that is something he worried about. And his sense of relief when he knows that his son is free of this curse is very palpable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see Kelly's point. Most people would be aware that the full moon's coming up or something like that. Um, I think it made him seem a little more blasé about it than he really would be. 
but I also see mm-hmm. that, you know, he doesn't have to keep track of it, so he doesn't really. And I know that the full moon sneaks up on me half the time, so. Yeah, yeah well, I, well, I, I can, find that I, I can often look up tell. and go, oh, wow, it's a couple of days until it'll be completely full. Mm-hmm. Or say, oh, it's getting close. Or, oh, wow, I haven't seen the full moon for a couple of nights because it's been cloudy or whatever. And say, oh, yeah, it really is full. Oh, wow, that's pretty. So, I, I did it completely stuck it. up on him from like a normal person perspective. I don't really buy it, but from his perspective, being that he's been completely wrapped up in time travel and all of that lately, I can believe it. What were you going to say, Kelly? I said I can always tell when it's a full moon because the wackos call us on the telephone. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, Pretty I had one. Wackos. I no, I'm saying that the people who call me at work mm-hmm. who are convinced that somebody is tapping into their network from Canada or maybe in their building, you know, it's like you're in Wisconsin. I Canada. don't think they're tapping in from Canada. Uh, it's the well, and then it was why isn't the why is the wireless keyboard not working? Your wireless router doesn't have anything to do with your wireless keyboard. And I walked out, and I got finished with the call, and I walked out the door, and I looked up, and it was like, that's the reason. That disc right there in the sky. It's a full moon. My mom swears when she used to teach. She goes, the kids are just crazier and crazier. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Someone has departed. Hey, Ray. Sorry, it took me a minute to find you. That's okay. But, so he asked. Ray, make a point. Make a point. Make a point about the lunoscope. Okay, they check it out. And the moon's not for several weeks. Yay! <laughs> Yay, but he still feels weird. He does. Awesome. He doesn't know what it is. Well, I really he like this plot point. I like the explanation that they give because his body is expecting the full moon to be in like three days or whatever. But in the current time that he's in, the full moon is not for another two, three weeks. So I, I really appreciate that. And it reminds me of something that I was going to mention when I started talking, but I can't remember precisely what it is now. Aww. <laughs> well, and, and then we find out about all these terrible things that the ministry or the healers or whoever did to find out about the full moon. You know, they did all these different oh, yes. things to trick people into thinking that there was a full moon to do these, you know, they sent him back in time, all these different things, only to find out that werewolves only change on the full moon. You can't trick them. Correct. What this, what started me off on this is there's a post been going around Facebook lately talking about the Mayan calendar predicting that the world will end in 2012, but it doesn't take into account the leap year. So, realistically, the world should have ended, according to the Mayan calendar, eight months ago. Oh, right. Good. Let's see. Eight uh, months ago. Yeah, yeah, no. the time. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, uh, I was just going to say that the Mayan calendar is only leading up to the the Hobbit release. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> the real reason. Wasn't eight months ago one of the times where the that whatever the guy was, that predicted the end of the world next Tuesday or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, wait a minute, I was wrong. It's really in October. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't that like May mm-hmm. thing last year? Yeah, I think May sounds right. Mm-hmm. That, wasn't that about eight months ago? 
Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> think about it. This podcast Cute. is going to come out after the mind calendar ends. So either right. way, <laughs> we're going to be here or we won't. <laughs> and uh, if we're not, nobody will ever know about this conversation but us. And we'll be dead, so we won't care. We won't care. <laughs> nope. Good news, everybody. We survived. So we have him playing with the lunoscope. We find out all about these other things. And he's still feeling bad. He's feeling weird. He doesn't quite still know what it is. He makes dinner. He can hold a conversation with his family. I bet that just makes him feel good to think. My family. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He's talking about Harry and Andromeda and when they should tell him. And all of this stuff. <laughs> Doris Terror horrified that Teddy only knows vaguely of the Weird Sisters, and you know she's going to have to teach him better taste in music. That's just so funny because parents think always think that their kids have no idea what good music is. Mm-hmm. Well, who was the? Um, is it Herman and the Hermits that did Herman's Hermits? Herman's Hermits. Didn't, what think. song were they famous for? I don't even remember. Peppermint. Uh, hmm. I don't know. My parents would know. <laughs> we had Quick, think let's of call two eleven-year-old kids over for dinner last night, and Uh-oh. they were being silly. And somehow, the conversation. Oh, well, my nephew is taking. I'm into something writing. good. My nephew is taking yep. respect writing lessons, and. The lady said something to him about how he was feeling, and he started to say he was sore, and that he wouldn't talk to her anymore. Wow. What was wow. that? That was Ray. She's I think it, taken over I by think the it was my phone. Okay. I think it was my phone. <laughs> Do you need to answer that? No, no, I was looking up Herman's Hermits on it. Oh, okay. And it sounded like the aliens landing. Well, anyway, I looked over and I see full bars on my thing. I'm like, I'm not talking right now, but I'm holding my phone like a foot from my mic. Maybe that's it. Yeah, it was making fun of it. Okay, so I'm not going to touch my phone anymore, I guess. It was like, okay, the aliens have landed. Wee! <laughs> it was great. But anyhow, so somehow the conversation last night came around to uh, the male anatomy, and we started talking. And I, we were talking about his music and songs, and, and the one boy had some crazy poem that he was too embarrassed to tell us, but he just wanted to tell us so bad, so he finally did. And it reminded me of the song My Dingaling. You guys know that song? Oh, yeah. My Dingaling, my yes. Dingaling. <laughs> so I go Google. play with My Dingaling. My Dingaling, right. We got to do our alma mater. We must do our alma mater. When I was a little bitty boy, my grandmother bought me a cute little toy. Silver bells hanging on a string. She told me it was my ding-a-ling-a-ling-o. Ding-a-ling-a-ling-o. <laughs> I had to Google that for the boys to listen to yesterday. It was great fun. Because they had no idea. No, they had no clue. 
And mom was looking uh, at me going, huh, what? And I was like, you know it. It's from your error. You should know this song. And once I pulled it up and said, it's Chuck Berry. She's like, really? I said, yeah. That's what yeah. It's and I played it. She's like, yeah, I remember that. So, Chuck Berry is dirty. from here. I, so, it's so funny, We hear a though. lot of Chuck Berry songs. <laughs> and then uh, I, I, was, I was in the mode, so then I had to go and Google the Scotsman. Well, a Scotsman clad in kilt left the bar one evening fair. And one could tell by how he walked that he drunk more than his share. He fumbled round until he could no longer keep his feet. And he stumbled off into the grass to sleep beside the street. Ring, ding, diddle, little idio. Ring, da, diddly, io. He stumbled off into the grass to sleep beside the street. <laughs> I, I love the Scotsman. That's I a great song. I've heard the Scotsman in quite some time, so I had to listen to that. And the boys went in and did Bloody Mary in the basket. Scotsman so. clad and killed left of our money. And one could tell by how we walked that he drunk more than his share. <laughs> yep. But- when they do he fumbled round until he could no longer keep his feet. Then yeah. he stumbled up to the grass to sleep beside the street. Ding on it. Ring diddle yaddyo. Ring What, Trisha? He stumbled up to the grass to sleep beside the street. I wasn't in there when they did Bloody Mary, Trisha, so I have no idea what they did. All I know is they had candles. Oh no! Next, time, I was gonna say if they do it, you should pop your head in there and do the flashlight thing and go, yeah! And just hear them scream like little girls. It'd be funny. Oh no! Because then Calvin wouldn't sleep, and I'd get blamed for it. Well, you know what? Who taught him about the stupid bloody bloody Mary thing? So I don't know. I wasn't there, so he's well, already. I'm waiting for next like, week because. <laughs> He conned me into getting midnight tickets for Hunger Games. He's like, I stay up till midnight all the time. And I said, yeah, but that's when it starts. The movie won't get over till like three and you've got school the next day. If it was during spring break, I'd totally take you at midnight. He's like, no, it'll be cool, really. He said, yeah, but I have to get up and go to work. No, no, it'll be cool. So I got the day off and I went and bought tickets last night for the whole family. (laughs) We're all going to the midnight show and he has to get up and go to school the next day. Okay. I'm and you wonder why this. people call you the evil Pufflepuff. <laughs> what the hell is a Hufflepuff? I'm going Hufflepuff? to send you this, but I don't want you to play it until after we're done. Okay. We're almost done now. We've got just a little teeny bit to go. Let's finish it I out. I think if I play it, go. my phone call will crash again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's not. <laughs> I haven't even looked. She played it. Somebody not wait. Uh, That would be Trisha, probably. Trisha. Apparently not. What part of don't play this until after we're done podcasting did you miss? We only have a little more to go. (laughs) Well, and it's only 43 Uh, seconds long. I only played six seconds of it. And I know, I know Mm. it's funny as hell. I love it. (laughs) Just looking at the title, you know, it's going to be good. I haven't even. Oh, looked. it's good. I'm being. Yeah, good. I didn't get that. Oh, yeah. go look, jeez. <sighs> All right, we'll see if this I works. Everything. Oh, there's a fart one. 
Is there a vomit? <laughs> Is there a vomit one too? Wow, I yeah. sense we've completely lost it for the night. <laughs> Yeah, and, and the video that's coming up next is kind of scary. I'm leaving. Oh, you're disgusting. That's too funny. <laughs> oh, we got our snort. Yay. Oh, my God. We've lost her. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> now, you'll, that came out I was trying to figure out where that was going. That one came out in 1999, and I've had that as a Navy on every single computer that I've owned for the last 13 years. (laughs) Because it's funny. Farts? You sent us farts? At the end of that one is best. It's so disgusting. <laughs> oh, that is bad. You broke I told you. Calvin would love that. That's so disgusting. We're way off course. Poor Remus is ill. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Here's your snort. <laughs> no. <laughs> I realize the audience that I have here, but has anyone actually lit a fart on fire? My, brother's no. a, my brother to... has, or tried to. In the attic, I, I know someone who got insulation. It was very scary. I, I know someone who got second degree burned. Someone I know someone who knew someone <laughs> who got second degree burned trying to light a fart on fire. Wow. Ouch. Yeah. That, that's awful. Then he got yeah. second degree burns or what you're watching? No, it's awfully funny. (laughs) I'm going to have to save these links and put them up or something. I don't know. Or maybe just cut this whole thing out. I'm not sure which is better. I'm in favor of cutting the whole segment. (laughs) Although farts are a motif around here lately. Yeah, I know. Like Trisha killing people at the work center. (laughs) As she details in the Andy interview. Yes. <laughs> I'm on the treadmill and I just let one go. And the, the poor lady behind, behind me. me. <laughs> she about passed out. <laughs> I just turned I'm up getting, my headphones and kept running. <laughs> Sounds like this lady that used to out. go to yoga with my old boss. <laughs> she called her the tutor. Apparently this chick in their class was always just letting them go. Uh-huh. And we are still way on course. So poor Remus has gone to sleep. I'm driving his back here. Did you notice? Remus is going... What, Trisha? She's trying so hard. You're trying so hard. I'm trying. (laughs) So Remus... Remus Remus is going to bed. He's woke up the next morning. His stomach's rolling. The rim is spinning. And he pukes all over the place. Cue Trisha. Yay, vomit. She put herself on mute. (laughs) (laughs) Castro <laughs> <laughs> just like took my thunder. Especially <laughs> on this huge delay. <laughs> and he coughs and he sputters and he just chucks everything in the toilet bowl. 
And uh-huh. I love Dora. Remus, who have you been sleeping with because I can't have got you pregnant and I know morning sickness when I see it. <laughs> He's just like, <laughs> you're funny. <laughs> and I'd laugh Blah. at Remus and throw in my guts up. Yep. She wants to know if it's his reaction to the ghost moon. And he mm-hmm. says, yeah, probably. He's, uh, falling over, his legs aren't working, and he barely can do anything, and he's trying to get the awful taste out of his mouth, and, mm-hmm. you know, poor guy, he's just having a terrible time, and then, of course, we have Teddy wandering back in. He spends an awful lot of time in their room. They better uh, get a good locking charm. I was just gonna say, I was sex. just gonna say that. They're gonna scar him for life again. <laughs> No, they're not doing anything like that. They're not having the boom shabalaba because Yet. Remus is noble <laughs> and says it's just not right. Yes, but they will eventually, and he'll show up in the middle of it. He'll hear bones and groans, and he'll show uh, up. Yeah, he'll he hear noises. Boom shabalaba, boom shabalaba. I will speak from firsthand experience that sort of experience is very scarring. Yeah. <laughs> it's scarring on the parents as well, I understand. Having a friend who's mm. had her children walk in on her three, or was it four times now? I think it was four. <sighs> I think it's four, too. It's someone we all on. know. Yeah, it is. It's somebody we all know. <laughs> oh. Now that we've, uh, so Remus pukes and pukes. They send Teddy out for potions, and then Remus passes out. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And at least he holds himself away from the toilet bowl so he doesn't pass out in the toilet and drown, so that's good. Yeah, that would suck. (laughs) Yeah. Drown in your own puke. Yeah. Yeah, that's just not sounding good to me. And then sparkling blackness engulfed him, and he knew no more. Dun, dun, dun! Sparkling blackness. Hey, well, Sparkle reminds me of Harry's cat. Harry's <laughs> cat, that's right. What, what is that from? That's, that's going around. As Fick had started reading, the, Ron and Hermione leave during the Horcrux hunt. Hermione chases Ron. Anyway, they leave for the night. They'd come back, and Harry's left in the morning because they left with the bag of everything. And he, hmm. He goes to Privet Drive, finds some money, and goes to buy groceries. And on the way back to the house, there's people with free kittens. So he adopts a kitten for companionship and names it Sparkle. Because oh, that's no. definitely the name that Harry would name a kitten that he doesn't <laughs> of need. Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> what he doesn't else have would Harry to... name a kitten? He doesn't have enough money to eat to, to buy food for himself. Now he's got to feed a kitten. Yeah, well, the kitten could get his yeah. own mice. It'll be fine. Really. Now he goes sure back for They mention it specifically several times that he goes to buy kitten food. Oh, dear. Uh, my brain wants to explode now. Thank you. <laughs> Anytime, Death. We always enjoy doing that for you. I have to wonder <laughs> if the author has a, cat, a pet kitten named Sparkles. 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 Here, Sparkles. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Oh, yeah, that's just wrong. Uh-huh. <laughs> Even fights um Batilda slash Nagini with the kitten like 
disillusioned somewhere with him. <laughs> Is that where you hold the kitten in front of you with the claws out and say, here, fight! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm he's got armed. some sort of man purse that he's carrying the cat around in. I I could totally um, see doing that with my Alex. He would take on the basilisk if you threw him at him, but... Yeah, but the thing is, you can't hold him up in front of you. It's he's too heavy. Well, he is. He's a tub. Can you imagine he holding the cat as me more than he'd scratch the whatever I was attacking? So yeah, imagine holding the uh, the cat up, claws outward and arms length. Watch it! I'm armed. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he'd hurt me. He hurts me anyhow. Doesn't so. he climb your leg with his claws? Yes. Ugh. If I'm ignoring him and he wants something, he sinks his claws into my leg to get my attention. He stopped Pay doing that to because I smacked him enough times. But his they kept me taught. Yes, squirt bottles work really mm, well. Speaking of pets, yeah. that dog is still outside somewhere. Oh dear. <laughs> what dog? Uh, my brother-in-law's dog. He jumped out the Ooh. window at like two o'clock today and just been running around ever since. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Are you sure he's still running around out there, not been picked up by the animal control? There's no animal control. There's (laughs) 950 people in this town, and there's only one cop. Okay. Well, someone might have picked him up. I guess that's possible. What, Trisha? I guess that happened before. (laughs) That's 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 more people than where I grew up. Uh, And we don't even have a cop or a stoplight. Let's say goodnight, everybody, and then we can... uh... Yeah, there's no light here. Okay, goodnight. You're in a terrible (laughs) place. Were we done discussing the fic? Well, is there anything that you want to say? We ended our chapters. What what do you guys want to say about this? We're at the end of the sparkling darkness, so I think we're at the end of the the section we're doing today. Mm -hmm. Yay. So in in this, we found out that um, Dora's a bitch, Remus vomits... (laughs) And Teddy <laughs> blames himself for Yay! everything that's happened. Yay! And yes, like Teddy blames himself for global warming. Yes, yes. <laughs> He's and his parents have said what you did was wrong. And I have this yep. flash of Arthur in my head. That was wrong, boys. Very, very wrong. Your sons flew that enchanted car of yours to Surrey and back last night. Did you really? How'd it go? Oh, oh, did you I mean, that was very wrong indeed, boys. Very wrong of you. That was very wrong. Very, very wrong. Was it fun? So did the car. Did it fly all right? How'd it go? How'd it go? Um, How'd it go? But it's, you know, I'm, I'm liking it. It's We're getting to the point now where things are coming to a head. Something's going to happen because of Penny. You just know that somehow they're going to get caught or when... They tell Harry. They have Harry's to tell going everybody. To something. Yeah, I think that come. was a given. Yeah. Knowing that they chose to write this fic, I presumed at some point that he would mm-hmm. get caught. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing what is going to happen because we have lots of, you know, they can send him back to die. They can let him live. They can, and if they do that, Move then to how Australia. Are they gonna stop everybody else from wanting to go get their loved ones back. Teddy can mm-hmm. end up in Azkaban, or he can be with them. You know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, where they're going to end up. Indeed. Agreed. Anybody else have anything they want to say? Nope. Uh, nope. Next week, onward and upward. 
All right. Well, we'll pick it up from the following. Never give up. Never surrender. Thank you, Winst- uh, Thank you, Mr. Churchill. <laughs> I was going more Galaxy Quest. <laughs> well, where do you think he got it from? <laughs> Meltdown, sir. It can't be stopped. Surrender may be our only option. No, never give up. Never surrender. And with that, we will say adieu, adieu everybody. Good night. Good night. So hold on to the wonder that those bones. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.